Okay, everybody, welcome to the Transcript Podcast. We sent out a new issue of the newsletter yesterday, and it had a lot of good stuff in it. It was a busy week for earnings. This was the peak week of earnings reports for this season. It included a lot of stuff from tech companies, which I'm sure we will touch on in a bit, as well as the Fed had a press conference last week, which I'm sure everyone was paying attention to in addition to us. From a high level, what we saw was continuing strength in the U.S. economy. We heard that the economy was surging and that the consumer is very, very strong. Domestic spending returning to pre-pandemic levels and that life is getting back to normal. People going out to bars and restaurants and going to uh, events, selling out, things like that. Also, inflation continues to be a hot topic pulled out a number of quotes from companies talking about inflationary pressures and also labor pressures that people are having trouble finding staffing, even in the restaurant, especially in the restaurant and leisure industries. So we saw that from the economy, from the companies operating within the economy. And then we spliced that against the fact that the Federal Reserve seems to be seeing a very different picture of the economy than the companies who are operating, talking about that we're a long way from their goals of, of inflation and employment. Employment. Obviously, unemployment is still high, but the Fed looking to not even talk about tapering until we get to maximum employment and inflation above 2% now. And it has to prove that it's not going to be transitory for 2%. So the Fed's on hold continuing to be pretty easy for the foreseeable future is what it looks like, despite a strong economy. Makaya, any thoughts? I mean, two thoughts. One was about life getting back to normal. Once again, one of the things about the MGM resorts, they th- say that they put out the McGregor fight, UFC fight, and the tickets were sold out in 22 minutes, 20,000 tickets. I mean, that pretty much sums up the kind of like uh, pent up demand that you can see out there, especially for travel. People really want to be out and about this summer, enjoying all the things that the pandemic has stopped them from enjoying for two years. So you can also see that the consumer is very, very strong, able to spend, looking forward to spending, especially in the summer. That's the mood that you can read from a lot of the transcripts we read last week. And also like there's a lot of worries about inflation. You can see that very clear in a lot of the quotes. We had, I think, six, seven quotes that all had to touch with the inflation. And the most striking one was also from Warren Buffett, who actually stated the costs are just up, 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 and the economy is super red hot. And people are raising prices for them, and they're raising prices for the other people also. So I would tend to think that those are the key things that we keep seeing in the past three weeks, three or four weeks, and I think they'll seem to be able to continue in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, to me, it's the picture that we're seeing from the companies themselves and then comparing that to the picture that the Federal Reserve is seeing. And I think we talked about this last week a little bit about you know, the conversation that the Fed's having in public versus the conversation that the Fed might be having behind closed doors. And, you know, Jerome Powell gave some indication that the conversation is different behind closed doors, I think, when he was talking about capital markets being a bit frothy Mm -hmm. and saying, I won't say it has nothing to do with monetary policy. Mm -hmm. So obviously, they're aware that their actions are having an impact on capital markets specifically, but they seem intent on holding the course here. You know, but the inflation comments are are tough to ignore, and it's really hard to see how we maintain a deflationary psychology, which has been the underpinning of the last decade and a half. It's hard to see how that happens with them continuing to uh, print money into a really hot economy. So. Yeah. And then also looking beyond that, something else that I picked up that was in the financials, which also struck me is that throughout the, the 
throughout the past couple of weeks that we've been reading the various earnings calls of various companies, you, especially the banks, you could sense that credit quality is very high among the, the consumers and the customers that they're having. And as such, they've been able like, to reduce their provisions for all these. But strikingly, Capital One says that this could actually be a setup for poor credit quality going forward, or at least for some, I mean, a groundwork for gra- credit worsening down the road. I found it very striking in the sense that this is actually an unusual period in terms of consumers having a lot of cash. We could actually be projecting people's credit quality to be higher than where it usually should be. Any thoughts on that yourself? Yeah. In some ways, I actually think that this comment from the banking sector is a bit of a red herring because I think in this cycle, ever since the financial crisis, really, the risk-seeking behavior in the economy has moved almost completely off of bank balance sheets to the extent that it shouldn't be very surprising that uh, credit quality has remained so strong at banks. They're just not seeking really risky deals. And all of the risk-seeking capital has moved more onto the equity side of the economy in terms of funding companies at extremely high valuations. So where you see risk-seeking behavior is really outside of the banking industry. Yeah, this doesn't worry that me, me that much, I guess. Moving over to the tech companies this week, I mean, they had blowout quarters, which is getting too common now. But in terms of the numbers, though, like you see Facebook having sales up 48%. You have, I think, YouTube ad revenues up around 49%. I mean, if you look at most of the tech companies that I checked, I think five or six of them, they had an average around 30 to 40% revenues jump. It's it's pretty shocking seeing some of these numbers, this deep into the pandemic, and at the same time, trying to reflect that these are companies which are some of them are trillion dollar companies. I mean, they're growing at the pace of startups, yet they're really, really big. It really is a pretty amazing growth rate for these companies off of very large bases. I mean, for Google and Facebook, it obviously shows that ad dollars are are moving over to digital in in really significant amounts. I mean, budgets are moving from what was formerly two-thirds television, one-third digital, just flipping completely on their heads where companies are spending more and more on digital. So that's really interesting to see. And then it's still just in large part accruing to those two companies, Facebook and Google. And then Apple was really amazing as well. You know, just show revenue growth of 54% in a non-holiday quarter. And I think with Apple, interesting note, you know, one would think it might be stimulus driven in the United States, but the growth is actually really significant in China, which goes to show that the Chinese economy is doing well. And also that the Chinese consumer is becoming more of a powerhouse internationally and could continue to drive significant growth for a company like Apple going forward. So I think that is actually the unseen story of Apple's quarter, at least. I mean, focusing on Amazon, it's AWS alone is a 54 billion now ARL business, which is pretty stunning uh, given how fast it's grown over the couple of years and also the, the depth of the growth it's had during the pandemic. And then also something else that struck me about Amazon was the fact that they are really intent on investing a lot in last mile logistics. So I think they want to control the pace at which people receive their products. They feel like it's it's easier for them to track end to end from their warehouse to where the consumer gets the product. So I think they're going to invest in that a lot more going forward. So I think this would 
be a bit of a bearish note on companies like UPS, which are now being seen as main competitors to Amazon who are pretty good at driving down costs of, of this kind of like moving products to the consumer. So I think that's, that was pretty striking for me, for my end. Any thoughts on that yourself? Yeah, I mean, the numbers of, of AWS being a $50 billion business just drive home what an important part of Amazon's business that has become. So yeah, pretty amazing. I mean, continuing on the tech section, also something we will we'll be covering for the past couple of weeks, which continues also to be still a persistent pain, is actually the semiconductor shortage. I think the striking thing is that a company like Ford was, uh, was forced to cut production by 17% this quarter just to because of the, the shortages out there. But then there are companies also on the other side, like Apple and, and Sony, are asking what shortage because they actually have enough at least to cover them for a little while longer into Q2. So for most, for most companies that I've read about who are OEMs, who are like Ford, I think what you've heard from them is that Q2 will, is going to be the toughest quarter for them to actually meet uh, their, their production and actually meet the demand that is out there for the cars. So, Yeah, it's interesting to see that this seems not to be affecting all industries equally. Uh, so the auto industry seems to be hardest hit by the semiconductor shortage, but consumer electronics and Sony and Apple seem to be doing okay. So could be because maybe the consumers have been around for a while, like doing dealing with the chips. And I think these other like auto companies are new to this business. So I would guess like they finding it harder. Anything else um, that struck you? I think last note in the energy section, just seeing supply and demand coming into balance for oil and those stocks really still being priced at a very different set of circumstances than having oil markets come back, coming back into balance. So that continues to be a potential area of investment returns that people should have on their radars. Besides that, you did a nice rundown on Twitter for us of the uh, Berkshire annual meeting. Want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you saw there? Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, I, I, it was my first time to listen end to end the Baksha meeting. And it, it was pretty impressive. I asked Trent Griffin to actually select his best quote from there. His best quote also was very uh, nice, like interest rates are to the value of assets what gravity is to matter. So what he meant there, Warren Buffett was like, interest rates are very low. So that kind of justifies evaluations which are out there. But then, I mean, if you were to, some of those valuations are being seen because you're reducing the pool of gravity, which is the interest rates on some of these, on the valuations of these assets. He's pretty worried himself about a lot about the valuations that are out there, the prices that people are paying. It's a pretty hot market. He wishes he could deploy a lot of the cash, which he has. You can check out more of selected around 20 quotes from what he talked about on various aspects from inflation to valuation of assets to cryptocurrency, where where Telemanga had very strong words on that. You can check them out on our Twitter page and I think like them and share them with your friends or so. Is there anything else that uh, you'd want to discuss yourself? Yeah, I think that was a good rundown of the week. Yeah, we may have some good news next week about Substack, right, Scott? That's right. Yeah, stay tuned on that. Yeah, next week. So join us next week on Tuesday once again for the podcast and also on Monday again for the newsletter. Uh, always leave us a message at, at admin at theweeklytranscript.com and we will be ready to hear your comments and feedback on this. Thank you so much for this week.